Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? Going well. Uh, so today is uh, kind of a big day in the Howe House. Uh, it's the last day of school here. Oh wow, that's right, because Tennessee finishes much earlier than North Carolina, so it doesn't even feel like we're close to the last day of school right now. Seriously, how much longer do y'all have? Uh, Drew, well, I mean, Mary's got a totally different setup, and she takes some classes yeah. in Southeastern, so she's done with some and trying to finish others. But Drew uh, has about, oh, he finishes right before the annual meeting. Wow. Okay. That's kind of crazy. So, But we, we also start, like, the first day of August here, so we start early and finish early. But my right. my son, my oldest son, had his next to last last day of school today, which that kind of blew my mind a little bit. Yeah, it's pretty weird getting to the, the you can really see the end. It's it's kind of crazy. And you, I feel like there's so much we need to do before the empty nest, you know, so it, it's kind of wild to get this close. Well, I got a little bit of, uh, you, you're way ahead of me on that one because I've got uh, about 12 years left and you've got like you two. Do. So yes. Yeah. One of us will be there before the other, just because I have a wide spread of children. Fair here. enough. But yeah, so yeah, but today was a today was a kind of a big day. It was kind of neat. So uh, that was pretty fun to see uh, them headed out to their last day of school, and they're they're excited, um, and so are we, really, because school is just you know with four and four different schools or three different schools, you know, it's we're running ragged around here. So um, summer will be a little bit more peaceful around the house, but it's uh, good. So I, I know a lot of people are finishing up school. We're going to talk a little bit. Uh, New Orleans had their graduation last week, so we've got uh, a story on that later, and uh, all our seminaries have had their graduations, so uh, we'll talk a little bit more about those. And uh, speaking of seminaries, SBC This Week is sponsored each and every week by Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, where you can get the theological training and the hands-on experience you need to thrive in ministry. Wherever and however God is calling you to serve the church and fulfill the Great Commission, Southwestern offers a degree path to equip you. Whether you're pursuing a bachelor, master, or doctoral degree, Southwestern Seminary is here to walk alongside you as you live your calling. You can learn more at swbts.edu. So looking forward to seeing our friends from Southwestern in just a few weeks over at the SBC annual meeting. Got a lot of annual meeting news this week, Amy, on the show, as you would expect, I guess. But big news in the SBC. we got a big coming and a big going this week, uh, we're going to start at the ERLC, where President Russell Moore announced this week he will be leaving as president of the ERLC, effective the end of May, to start a position at Christianity Today. Yeah, so this definitely is the top story of the week. Um, uh, came out earlier, everyone, you know, sort of talking about it for a few days. Uh, but we do have the story from Baptist Press. He will be serving as a public theologian for what they describe as a new public theology project. So uh, it looks like, uh, best I can tell, maybe, I don't know, staying in the Nashville area, I don't get any uh, sense of a, of a move or anything like that, but will be serving as a public theologian for the magazine, for CT, which of course has been around for a really long time. Uh, so probably will be doing a lot of what we have seen him do through the years, uh, articles, um, speaking, writing, just all kinds of things. Yeah. When I, when I started thinking about it, I was like, you know, he really kind of served as a public theologian for the last 10 to 15 years here in the SBC. 
ever since he moved over to yeah. the, uh, the Dean of Theology at Southern Seminary uh, back, I think, 2000. Eight. I could be wrong on that number, but uh, I no. think it was somewhere around in there. No, that it was, was earlier than uh, that. It would have been. It was two thousand four because that's when four. Danny okay. Aiken. That's when Danny Aiken went to. Oh, that's right. Southeastern Seminary. That's right. and the Dominoes. That's Gotta right. Remember that. So yes. So back to two thousand four. So almost two decades of really doing that in Southern Baptist life. Now just taking that to a broader evangelical uh, audience. So uh, that is something that we wish Doctor Moore all the best in. And uh, be in prayer for those trustees. Uh, we're going to, I think, have a, a story next week at at Baptist Press kind of outlining what's next. And uh, do want to note that Daniel Patterson has been named the acting president effective June 1 as they search for a new president at the ERLC. Now, speaking of presidents, we, we talked about the one going. Well, we got new and coming. Guidestone announced just late yesterday afternoon that Hans Dilbeck, good friend of the pod, has been named as the president-elect for Guidestone Financial Resources. Yeah, so this dropped, as we're, you said, we're doing this on Friday morning. It dropped last night. Uh, so really, really busy week. You know, we do this a lot where we wonder, you know, changes in uh, leadership of entities, also state conventions we're always watching. Uh, this would be, I guess, a really big week uh, for a lot of news about that related to entities. Uh, Hans Stillbeck has been the executive director treasurer of Oklahoma Baptist since 2018. He will start July 1 and will serve a kind of alongside President Hawkins, uh, kind of similar to, I remember when Dr. Rayner came to Lifeway and Dr. Rayner and Dr. Draper yeah. were sort of side by side for a little while. Uh, yeah, so there was like the, a 90 to 100 day overlap or something like that. That's right. You know? So then there will be a transition period and, uh, and OS Hawkins will become president emeritus at, in the first quarter of 2022 and Dilbeck will become president and CEO. So very, very exciting. Also a story at Baptist Press that sort of lays all of that out. So I, I do appreciate Roy and the gang over at Guidestone getting that in so we could get it on the podcast. So I know that was the reason that they got it in, like at the wire. They were thinking of us, night. weren't they? Yeah. Yes, they were. That was absolutely the reason. That's what he said in the email. No, it wasn't really. So I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But uh, yeah, so congratulations to Hans. We'll have to get Hans on here and talk about his new role, you know, heading to Guidestone whenever he gets there later in the year. But you know what would be cool is kind of to get O.S. Hawkins on here. And maybe have like story time with OS because that would be fantastic. That would be great. I would love to get him on the podcast. You know who else I would love to get on the podcast? Who's that? I really appreciate OS Hawkins and all that he's done. He's not my favorite Hawkins, oh, though. You want Susie on there? Yes. That's it. I'm sure he doesn't listen. He's a very busy man. But if he listened and heard me say that, that he's not my favorite, that Susie is, I'm sure he would be fine with that. I'm sure he'd give me permission to say He'd that. He'd probably agree. It's like uh, Dr. York yeah. and, and Tanya. Same That's thing. That's right. Because uh, I'm president of the Susie Hawkins fan club. So I would love to get her on the podcast. We could have story time there too. The Susie Hawkins fan club and Tanya York fan club, those are that Venn diagram is like a one circle, by the That's way. That's right. That's right. I'm and, president and the of both. Litton you fan can club too. Like yeah, L- lots of, of lo- lots of great women in the SBC. Absolutely, and Amy Whitfield among them. All right, mm, hey, some no. more news from Lifeway. Lifeway has finalized their building sale. This came out late Friday afternoon last week. Uh, they have sold their building in downtown Nashville. We remember we talked about the the fact that they had put it up for sale and had an agreement on it that has gone through, and they have sold that building for ninety five million dollars. And uh, now Lifeway is kind of renting out some space in the building, you know, kind of a lease back kind of thing. Until they find their next 
headquarters. Things have really sort of rapidly changed with a lot of uh, industries, similar industries with remote work uh, being really part of the culture. And already they were only using the building at like 60% occupancy and that's pre-COVID. So uh, it, it, so, and now they've been in fully remote work for a, a year now. So it's just a, just a different, it's a different day. Um, it's a different day. It's a great building, really, uh, just kind of an amazing project there. Uh, but they looked at it and said, this is what, what we need to do. So that's kind of, that's big news in the city of Nashville too, as, uh, as businesses are always coming in and, and properties changing hands, things like that. Uh, but, Big news for Southern Baptist as well. So we'll keep an eye out to see you know, what Lifeway decides and where they decide to go next. All right, we mentioned it earlier. The New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary held their graduation this past week. And Dr. Dew, uh, is, is this his second graduation or maybe the first big one since he's been there, I think? Because last year it got canceled because of COVID. So is, is this Dr. Dew's first major graduation that he's presided over? No, he's been there. He he went in... Uh, in well, I take that back. You're right. I guess the first, the major spring one, because spring is the yeah. big one. They didn't get to do it last year, so I guess so. Yeah, yeah. So he would have done the fall graduation in nineteen, the yeah, first major spring one. Right, right. Yeah. So first major spring one. Uh, so really big. And of course, they had a lot again with uh, some of the COVID restrictions, things like that. They had, I think, four ceremonies, I believe. So Holy really spread, moly, that's a busy yeah, day. really spread spread throughout a couple of days. All right, so congratulations to our friends down at New Orleans and everybody who graduated. A good friend of the pod, uh, Katie Orr, graduated from New Orleans this past week. Yes, I saw her pictures. It was really neat. It's always fun to see pictures of people that I know, but I haven't ever seen them together. So I saw some pictures of Katie uh, and Tara. So two two people that I really uh, love and respect. And so that, that was very cool, but the, it's, it's really fun to see my friends graduating from seminaries all over the country. So another cool thing that we love to see around the SBC is appointments of missionaries. We had 68 new missionary appointments uh, commissioned at the May 11th and 12th meeting of the IMB trustee board. And they also announced a new affinity group. This was exciting. And I was kind of seeing this pop up earlier, especially from some of my you know, friends serving overseas who are really affected by this. There's a new global affinity. It's the Asian Pacific Rim people's affinity. So this will encompass Pacific Ocean Rim area, which is roughly from Mongolia to Indonesia and Myanmar to Japan. So some of our uh, uh, really great friends and friends of the pod were talking about this. They're serving over in Tokyo. It will kind of make up the people that have been both in the East Asian people's affinity and Southeast Asian people's affinity. It will actually take some of those people from those groups and, and bring them together and be just a different, a different strategy in the area. So, uh, they, they said that it was really good. I watched kind of their, or I, I saw some of their stuff on social media about it. They said that was a really good strategy. So exciting announcement, but also 68 new fully funded missionaries. I mean, these appointment ceremonies, um, they're just, or since sending celebrations, they're just, uh, happening all the time. It's just fun to see more going all the time. And we're going to get a chance to see that in person on June 14th during the SEND conference, uh, and see even more. Absolutely. So yeah, it, that'll be exciting. 4.30 in the afternoon on Monday, 
of the SIN conference. That's June 14th at 4.30, and we will uh, commission those 68 fully funded missionaries to the nations. Uh, one other note from the trustee meeting, new officers elected, Chuck Porcho, uh, the senior pastor at Broadmoor Baptist Church in Louisiana up in Shreveport, uh, was elected as the chair, Lisa Lovell physical therapist in Arkansas as first vice chair, Nate Bishop Jr., pastor of Forest Baptist Church in Kentucky as second vice chair, and Carolina Pfeiffer, an attorney in Texas, as recording secretary. So uh, some new officers for the IMB board. So we look forward to seeing all our friends at IMB next month. And uh, do have some sad news to report from the IMB this week. Jim Flora, uh, a missionary in sub-Saharan Africa, has passed away from cancer. Yeah, this was really sad. So he served among the Basotho people of Lesotho in sub-Saharan Africa. They were He and his wife, Teresa, were appointed in 2008. He was a church planter, evangelist, um, would go in the mountains to share the gospel. This story is just really, really amazing. A lot of areas were not accessible by a car, so he would ride on horseback. Um, his wife, uh, Teresa, is a nurse and would, would serve using her medical skills in villages. Um, just sounds like a, a really incredible uh, work that they were doing. Um, he had pastored for a long time in Missouri, so he they were back stateside, and he passed away in Missouri. But uh, just incredibly sad and always uh, tough losses. So uh, we're praying for their family. Yes, absolutely. So uh, be praying for our IMB family and, and for the Flora family as well. All right. So uh, we got some ACP news this week, Amy. That dropped the data from the ACP dropped this past week. I'm uh, not going to go line by line and all of that. We got all the, the data and all the information over at Baptist Press. You can look at the charts and everything there. Just a couple of things to note. Even in the pandemic, we increased our number of churches last year. So that's pretty exciting. Up to 57,592 churches in the Southern Baptist Convention. Membership is still over 14 million, so just a hair over 14, and baptized more than 123,000 people last year in the midst of a global pandemic. So all the numbers are over at Baptist Press. Uh, You can check those out and and see the full state-by-state report as well. So as usual, that information is out right before the annual meeting. And speaking of the annual meeting, Amy? J.D. Greer, president of the SBC, has announced a prayer initiative, a prayer and fasting, a call for prayer and fasting for the annual meeting. Yeah, so this uh, dropped yesterday, um, right right before the end of the day on, on Thursday. There is a prayer and fasting guide asking everyone to join together for specific times of prayer and fasting over the next three Wednesdays, May 26th, June 2nd, and June 9th. And then there's going to be a Facebook Live uh, from... Two to three central every Wednesday. All of those on our Facebook page. I think we're going to be hosting that. Um, yeah, the a, EC page. Yes, right. The EC page for a time of prayer together. Uh, he's asking for us to pray for Great Commission mobilization, for unity in the gospel, and for the Holy Spirit to anoint our meeting and our ministries around the meeting. Uh, so I, I think that's. I think that is really important, and one of those lessons I have learned the last several years about how things get so hectic going in. Uh, there's a lot of just, there's just tension that builds as we get ready to come together. It's um, kind of a, a, a normal part of our yearly pattern. And uh, that we're called to, to not to be anxious about nothing, but to pray about everything. And uh, so I, I think this is a great, a great thing. There's a downloadable guide and uh, some, some, 
tips about fasting, things like that. So check that out. Yeah, do check that out. And uh, we'll have more information about that, I think, next week on Baptist Press, right before that first Wednesday that takes place. And, and that, like you said, that is May the 26th. So this coming Wednesday, asking people for prayer and fasting for the annual meeting. There's, a, like you said, a prayer guide. You can go download that over at Baptist Press. We'll put the link in the show notes to that. Uh, but please do join us May 26th, June 2nd, and June 9th. And I, I would say don't just pray and fast on those days if you want. Like, I mean, pray continuously. Pray without yes. ceasing, right? And um, and if right. uh, and but do those join us for, for those special Facebook lives, yes, absolutely. So, all right, some news for the annual meeting. All right, we got a lot of pastors' conference news. Amy, Greg Davidson, pastor of Trinity Baptist Church in Vacaville, California, is going to be nominated for the presidency of the 2022 pastors' conference. Uh, Bruce Chesser from First Baptist in Hendersonville here locally will be making that a nomination, and uh, so that's two candidates for. President. And uh, just a couple of notes about Greg Davidson. He's on the state, he's the state coordinator for the Conservative Baptist Network and the moderator for the Redwood Empire Baptist Association out there in California. He's been in ministry for about 45 years, pastoring in Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, Alabama, Georgia, and California. One of those, Amy, is not like the others. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yes. Southeast and then California. All right. So, uh, but th- that's Greg Davidson. Uh, again, he is going to be nominated for the presidency of the Pastors Conference. And we've got a pair of vice presidential candidates, Amy. And uh, tell us about those and uh, which uh, kind of which president they go with. Really? You want me to do this one? I I think you're, yes, you're on a roll. Because I always I set you, you up for the it. easy names. I, How about I, you do the first one and I'll do the second one? How about that? I think that's a great plan. Okay, so Cam Triggs, who is the lead pastor of Grace Alive Church in Orlando, he will be nominated for vice president. Chip Luter, uh, who is a senior associate pastor at Franklin Avenue Baptist Church in New Orleans, he has announced that he will be making that nomination. Cam Triggs is uh, one a number of people should be familiar with him. I've definitely heard his name. He's a church planner and has been involved in a number of uh, of different initiatives, resource ministries, founder and president of the Apollos Institute. Uh, so Grace Alive is a church that's been around since 2017. All right, why don't you tell us about the next candidate for vice president, Jonathan? You yes, can do it. Absolutely. I know you can. I, I know this I know name. you can. I know the name. It's 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 easy for me, Amy. Victor Chayasarizabon is going to be nominated for vice president of the Pastors Conference as well. Victor also I, serves I like with to, Greg I Davidson. I call him Victor okay. C. Victor C. That's Victor C. that's what it's, I say. It's an easy name. It sounds just like it looks, Amy. Chayasa Rizavon. Nope. Okay. Nope. All right. Well, can't I, do it. Well, Victor is going to be nominated for the Pastors Conference Vice Presidency. He's also on the Conservative Baptist Network Steering Council for California. Um, so he kind of is uh, up with Greg Davidson, and uh, like you mentioned, Cam Triggs is kind of the vice presidential candidate with Matt Hensley, the other candidate there. Now, to be clear, you're—I mean, you—you're laying out something that's very similar to tickets, although they're not voted on that way; they're voted yes. on individually. But yes. there are relationships and correct. things like that. So, yeah, yes, yeah, just just Sorry, just, just clarity for our folks. Each each office is voted on itself. Although there usually is in this case in the pastor's conference, some sort of connection or camaraderie because these are folks who are going to have to work together on a conference. So you'll yeah, see that a lot, Exactly, but it's individual, individual offices voted on. Yeah. And, and you may be wondering, well, we're not having a pastor's conference this year, Jonathan, how are we going to vote for that? Well, at one thirty of the SIN conference on Monday, 
at 1.30, right after the SEND luncheon, that's when the vote's going to take place. Go to the SEND lunch, stay in there, vote on the election of officers. So we, we would encourage you to familiarize yourself with the candidates. I think Matt Hensley has been uh, putting out some information about his vision for the pastor's conference. So we'll link to that in the blog. I haven't seen anything else from Greg Davidson. So if uh, we'll take a look and see if there's anything online about his vision for what this pastor's conference might look like in 2022. And if so, we'll add that in the show notes as well. All right. Now we do have a treasurer announcement. Tennessee Baptist pastor Sam Greer will be nominated as treasurer for the 2022 Southern Baptist Pastors Conference. Greer is the pastor at Red Bank Baptist Church over in Chattanooga, Tennessee. He will be nominated by Chuck Herring, who is the pastor at First Baptist Church, Collierville, Tennessee, which is over in the Memphis area. Greer and Herring know each other from whenever Greer surrendered to the ministry when Herring was at First Baptist Church, Richland, Mississippi. So uh, there's a little connection there. Uh, they go back, and that nomination will also take place during the pastor's track of the SIN conference on that Monday at 1.30. So uh, Greer is going to be nominated as treasurer of that. That's the only treasurer announcement that we have right now. So we'll keep an eye on that. And also, no relation to J.D. Greer, by the way. G-R-E-E-R. No A in there. And um, so that's Sam Greer for treasurer of the pastor's conference. All right. There we go. Lots of nominations. Yes, and we'll have a couple announcements here. Give us the Registration Committee and Tellers Committee uh, appointments, Amy. Yes, so the Registration Committee and the Tellers Committee were announced uh, last week, right at the end after we recorded. Um, You can find those on Baptist Press announcing those appointees. Bukas Sterling, Senior Pastor of Kettering Baptist Church in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, is the chair, is the chair of the registration committee. And Clara Molina from Hillcrest Baptist Church in Cedar Hill, Texas will serve as vice chair. And uh, this is the group that what used to be called the Credentials Committee is now the registration committee. That bylaw change in 2019 established this committee. So they basically are going to be working at registration. They sort of help with any questions related to messenger credentials in, in that moment, just verifying anything, uh, stuff like that. That's a, a committee that works hard, uh, often doesn't get Not a lot of glory in it, but they just work really hard. And then speaking of a group like that, the tellers who spend a lot of time together hanging out in a windowless room, just counting over and over again. Uh, This is the group I've never been asked to be a part of and probably never will be because they do a lot of math. Tina Bosch, who is member of the church at Woodbine in Nashville, and she works at uh, Lifeway Bible Study Publishing. She's also the daughter of Ken Hemphill, so uh, someone who we've actually had on the yeah. on the podcast. Used to serve with the IMB. That's yeah. right. Yeah, Tina did. Yeah, we're big yeah. fans of Tina. Yeah, Tina did. So she is the chair of the Tellers, and so it's a, a great Great group as well, so you can find those on Baptist Press. We'll put that in the show notes. All right, lots of friends of the pod in there. Congratulations to all of them. Look forward to seeing them in just a few weeks. And uh, also, thank you for your service, really. I mean, like these are thankless jobs, except for here on the podcast where we do thank you. Okay, that's going to do it for our news this week and bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right, so we're going to go to 1979. We've been talking about uh, some entity head changes uh, this week with uh, 
with Russell Moore stepping down from the ERLC, with Hans Stillback going to Guidestone. Uh, there was a search committee process that was happening and kind of got upended in 1979. So this is the May 18th issue of Baptist Press, um, announced that the search committee seeking a new executive director for the Brotherhood Commission had to get reorganized because the nominee withdrew without any explanation just prior to their meeting. So they had a five-member search committee that had been elected by the trustees to recommend a successor to Glendon McCullough, who had been killed in an automobile accident. So I can't even imagine how difficult that process was uh, just with such a sudden, sudden thing. So the, the nominee was going to be William Hardy, a minister of education at First Baptist Church Columbus, and he had been chairman of the Brotherhood Commission, then was chairman of the search committee, withdrew from that post when they started considering him as a nominee. Then he was approved unanimously by the search committee, unanimously by the executive committee. They were getting ready to bring him to the full board. And then all of a sudden he just said, no, pulled his name out. They didn't know why. And uh, so I think they were probably getting ready to announce they had a candidate. And then at the last minute, they said, we have to disband the search committee. We're going to start over. So kind of crazy and a, a good reminder that, you know, these things uh, take interesting, interesting journeys, these processes. And we have to be patient, you know, as, as we go through them. But uh, we're, you know, dealing with some changes. Well, they were dealing with the same thing this week in SBC history in 1979. Man, that that's there's a lot of twists and turns in that story. So yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm crazy. with you though. I cannot imagine the the kind of the the emotional toll that it would take on a staff to have a the president of the entity die in a car accident. Um, you know, something so sudden like that. Just oh man, oh man, wow. All right, I didn't know that story. That's fascinating. So uh, I, I recognize a few of the names in the story though. So. Um, Maybe we can find out more about this So, down the line. So, uh, fascinating story. All right, that brings us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? The new annual meeting app. Oh, it's so nice. Yes, and uh, that's my resource, but you Not can because I tell us build a lot. It, but... Right, you can tell us a lot <laughs> yeah. more about it. So, that's my resource. I just happen to have one of the people who helped build it on this podcast today who can even share a little bit about that. So that's my resource I'm bringing, but how about you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, well, first of all, shout out to Kyle Cochran for doing a lot of the heavy lifting on this thing, putting it together. So we've completely rebuilt the SPC annual meeting app and uh, made it a little bit more user-friendly, try to get it a little bit faster load times. I know that was some of the, the kind of the things that we heard about the previous app. So we, we kind of went to a new developer and built something out that I, I think really showcases the important things that we need there uh, at the annual meeting. So you've got a schedule, like a daily schedule. You've got the maps of the facility that you can, you know, if you kind of need to know where you're going, as well as a downtown Nashville map that you can move around in, uh, just basically like a Google map type thing. You've got exhibits, uh, a map of the exhibit hall with all the exhibitors listed and information about the exhibitors. So that's interactive. Uh, the book reports, right now the book reports is last year's because we don't have this year's ready, it should go up this week. So the this year's book reports should be available this coming week. And then in the resources section, you've got the order of business. You have a, a one-touch 
you know, email thing that will let you submit a motion or amendment. That's something uh, we we do need to talk about uh, for our preview episode. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about how to submit a motion or amendment, but you can do that via email prior to uh, getting up to the microphone. Doesn't replace it, but it does allow you to submit it electronically. And also a, a link to all the stories for the SBC annual meeting preview that went up at Baptist Press this past week. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a couple of weeks on our episode uh, that we preview the annual meeting. You'll also be able to watch the live stream of the annual meeting on the app. We've got some COVID-19 guidelines, just reminders about that and everything going on there. And one of the cool features this year, Amy, you can schedule your wellness check with Guidestone right in the app. So there's a Guidestone wellness check button there. You can click on that and go straight to a page that allows you to schedule an appointment with Guidestone to have your blood screening, you know, cholesterol, sugar, blood sugar, you know, that, that health screening that they do every year at the annual meeting. You can do that right there in the app and schedule your time and get everything squared away. Also, we've got some uh, features on the announced candidates for SBC offices. So you can find out more about them and those, as well as a news feed about everything the Baptist Press is publishing about the annual meeting, a social media feed, and so, kind of a fun thing, the photo filters, uh, where you can take pictures and if you uh, slide uh, to the you know swipe left and right there you can get different photo filters for the sin conference for uh, the nashville uh, logo that we have for the annual meeting so you can kind of put those over your photo filters it's uh, or over your photos and uh, and have like photos with filters on them so it's kind of neat a lot of new features there uh, and also if you, you click on the menu you can watch the road to nashville amy because that's right we have new episode of the road to nashville up finally we're able to get over there shoot some new episodes of the road to nashville and uh, and get that online. So uh, that one, this one, this week's talking about the Music City Center. Yeah, it's like a road to Nashville take two. We had tours of the Gaylord yeah, Opryland yeah. and now Music City Center. Yeah, it's a detour to Nashville. Nice. Yes. Literally to Nashville. So to downtown Nashville. Yes. So. All right. So All right. that was my resource. I'm glad I could have a guest to share with that, uh, to share with you about no problem. that. Um, but why don't you tell us about your resource? <laughs> Mine is actually a new book. Uh, it's it's from John Green. So the Anthropocene reviewed. I've started listening to this on Audible, and it is delightful. Um, he's just reviewing different things of the human centered planet. So it's a bunch of essays, nonfiction stuff, and his thoughts and his takes on different things. Everything from the Indianapolis Five Hundred to Diet Dr Pepper, both of which I love, uh, to Haley's Comet. I mean, it, it's just all kind of stuff. It's just really really cool. Uh, just a neat essay on things with a five-star rating of whatever. So, you know, he gives, you know, um, he gave, uh, what was the first one? <laughs> you Never Walk Alone, which is a song from Liverpool that uh, the folks at Liverpool Football Club sing after the games, gave it four and a half stars. So, you know, things like that. So, he's just giving star ratings to different items, and it's it's just kind of neat. So, um, I, I really enjoy it. I, I really like the, the audio book because he's a, just a good – listen uh he does the uh john green actually does the narration of the book and um he's just really easy to listen to it's uh it amy i think you would like it because it it listens to or reads like a cbs sunday morning feature oh you're speaking my language now that's my favorite show so i'll check it out i think you would really like it i really do okay i I think you i'll check it out if you have audible credits go ahead and get that i do i do i may do it today all right very cool all right all right well, that's going to do it for our news this week. Uh, just a quick couple of housekeeping items. 
Next week, regular show. The week after, we will have our big preview episode as well as a regular show. So uh, we always drop our preview episode right around Memorial Day, and that's only about 10 days away. So we are going to get that ready for you probably next week and get that together and drop that uh, on Memorial Day or the day after, just depending on how long it is and how much we have to edit it. So uh, I know there's more annual meeting news coming next week, I'm sure. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, Amy, I'll see you next week. See you next week.